Welcome back to this week's edition of At the Table. Today's lectionary scripture comes from Mark chapter 10, and we're talking about verses 35 to 45. And again, the Passion Translation, because I really, really like this translation of the New Testament. So let's begin. Jacob and John, sons of Zebedee, approached Jesus and said, Teacher, will you do us a favor? What is it? He asked. We want to sit next to you when you come into your glory. They said, one at your right hand and the other at your left. Jesus replied, you don't have a clue what you're asking for. Are you prepared to drink from the cup of suffering that I am about to drink? And are you able to endure the baptism into death that I'm about to experience? They replied, Yes, we are able, Jesus said to them. You will certainly drink from the cup of my suffering and be immersed into my death. But to have you sit in the position of highest honor is not mine to decide. It is reserved for those especially prepared to have it. Now that other ten disciples overheard this conversation, and they began to get angry and began to criticize Jacob and John. Jesus gathered them all together and said to them, Those recognized as rulers of the people and those who are in top leadership positions rule oppressively over their subjects. But this is not the example you are to follow. You are to lead by a different model. If you want to be the greatest, then live as one called to serve others. The path to promotion comes by having the heart of a bond slave who serves everyone. For even the Son of Man did not come expectantly to be served by everyone, but to serve everyone and to give his life as the ransom price for the salvation of many. So there you have it. Another reminder that we are not here on this earth to be served. The world does not owe us anything. We owe everything to God. God ultimately created each one of us. He put us together in our mother's womb. And we all have a calling. Just like Jesus had a calling, we each have a calling. And it's important for us to look at that calling and be active in that calling. Not to just sit around and let the world come to you, but you need to go out to the world in order to pursue that calling. I was brought up, I've probably heard me say before, but I was brought up in a family with a mom and a dad who both were ministers. My mom was actually ordained on my 16th birthday. And she was one of the first women in Iowa in our church to be ordained on that day. And I saw as a role model, I saw them serving others. My dad was active military with the National Guard and he served our country. And during Desert Storm, he was the one that was telling the troops that they were the ones that were picked to go serve. And yet he wanted to go. He wanted to serve in that capacity. During the 60s, he served as military police during the riots. And 
So I'm not only modeled, that was modeled to me by my father, but my mother served in the church. And she even worked for the Catholic Rural Life Conference and served the Catholics while she was ultimately preparing herself for her ministry. So servanthood is something that I was brought up with. Hold on a second here. Sorry, I'm having technical difficulties here again. Hopefully, I can get these all fixed. Um, so yeah, so I grew up having that role model of servant. My grandfather was um, a missionary for the church over in England when I was born and when I was a baby. But then he served in a church in Missouri. So s serving comes second nature to me. I served in our church for a lot of years as a youth minister because I felt it on my heart that that's what God was calling me to do. And in all honesty, my current job, I feel like is a calling. I was told a couple weeks ago that my boss didn't want to hire me because he didn't think I would fit in. It's working with a lot of younger people. I mean, the people that I'm a secretary for this office and everybody else in the office is all younger than me by at least 10 years. And he didn't think I was going to fit in. But now he says he doesn't know what he's going to do if I ever leave. Because I serve. I find out what these people need and I go get it for them. I, I do the work for them. I make the appointments. I answer the phone. I'm the one that gets their supplies. I feel the most comfortable when I'm serving. Not everybody's like that. I totally get that. But here in the scripture, that's what God has called us to do. He's called us to serve our neighbors. He's called us to serve our family members. He's called us to serve in community. Today, I signed at a different church. And they don't follow the lectionary. They do their own thing. And they were looking at the book of Acts, second chapter of Acts. And how it quotes the book of Joel. And it talks about being in community and serving those people that are in your community. There's so many options out there in the world that it just blows my mind. The people that just sit around and let life happen to them. When you could be doing so much more and doing so much good for this world instead of just sitting in your little corner and doing nothing and letting the world come to you like I said it just blows my mind that people do this and I'm sorry if you're one of them um, this is how I feel sorry my cat just was like scratching like crazy at her ear I don't know what's going on anyway so Jesus was like, dude, you guys, just because you're going to be with me in heaven doesn't mean that you get to rule too. And he talks about how 
rulers oppress people. <laughs> Funny. Ha ha. Our ruler oppressing people. Being nosy about their health. Telling them they can't work if they're not vaccinated. I don't care who you voted for. I just, that's not my thing. I don't like to talk politics. But I am going to talk politics for just a minute. This has just gone absolutely insane. And again, rulers oppress people. And that's what we're doing. No matter who, no matter who is in office, someone, some group is going to be oppressed. That's just part of history. We look down at, we're, we're the United States for years, for years. We welcomed people into the United States, but then all of a sudden we became judgy and decided who could come into the country and who can't, which is wrong. Now we're saying you have to be vaccinated or you're not going to work. And if you can't work, what happens then? It, there was a lady who needed a kidney transplant, and she was on the list. Like, she was about to get a kidney. They found out she hadn't been vaccinated. They denied her that kidney. Come on. Come on, people. This world has gone crazy. And we have put our noses where they don't belong. And yes, this gets under my skin. I'm totally vaccinated. So, um, but I have, I have some friends who are choosing not to get vaccinated. And one of them had a part-time job and was no longer working because of our current ruler. So yes, um, Jesus knows that when he dies, what he's going to be doing, and what did he do? What's his job? His job is to be in each one of our hearts and to tell others about what he did for others, his miracles, his teachings, his life. He sacrificed his life. He served his whole life for us even today 2000 years later we're still talking about this man i think everybody goes through a time where they uh stop believing because i know i have and yet i can't deny that there was a man that lived over 2,000 years ago and all the things that he did and all the proof that archaeologists are finding and just the fact that we're still around that all these churches all of these churches all different denominations talk about this one man it just baffles me I have a son who um doesn't know what he believes right now and it bothers me but 
you know, he's going through that phase. And he laughs at me and jokes with me when I talk about God. And I made him listen to Christian music on the way home tonight. <laughs> he didn't really care for that. And he put his headphones on, and I don't know what he's listening to. But my job as a mother is to serve him. My job is to be the head of this family and to serve this family and to do everything that's necessary to make sure that we are happy and healthy and thriving in this horrific world that we're living in. And as my cat just reminded me, serving an animal and taking care of this animal, it's just like taking care of your neighbor. So, okay, I think I've talked long enough. That's this week's scripture. Oh, update from last week when we talked about, you know, getting rid of stuff. I kind of started that. I kind of made a bigger mess. <laughs> but I did get some more things packed away. And I did think about it a lot this week. So, I don't know about you. But, yeah. I guess I'm just going to close here in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word today. And thank you for this wonderful, wonderful weather that we've been having as well. I often don't thank you enough for the world that you created. Although it feels a lot of times like I'm Job. And everything, I'm losing everything. But I need to remember that I haven't lost you. And that you will move in this world. And you will do what you need to do. And I just want to take this time to open my hands and accept whatever it is that you're doing in my world and for those around me. And I just want all the people that are listening to know that they're loved and they're accepted and that they too can go about their day with you in their hearts and serve others. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great week.